It's so important for people's lives. And I think you getting out there through a better designed website is going to allow you to help many, many more people. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. Also, shout out to our partner, Constant Contact, for supporting small business, including ours, and presenting this season of the podcast. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh- Today's episode is a zinger. If COVID-19 has interrupted your business, you are going to want to listen up as I talk with Emily Hope Dobkin, founder of Betterish. Her company was in its very first year of organizing creative in-person workshops and classes when the global pandemic hit. Because everyone was ordered to stay at home and socially distance, her business disappeared overnight. Listen as I walk her through whether or not to pivot, how to declutter her website to help increase sales and communication, and give her a genius new business idea. Buckle up. Hi, my name is Emily Hope Dopkin, and uh, my business is called Betterish. And it's really a platform that creatively encourages people to make better things, better relationships, and better days. And I do this through a really, well, I guess I, I, guess I should say pre-pandemic. I was doing this through a lot of a wide range of hands-on workshops and creative consulting and really designing interactive participatory experiences for community-based spaces and organizations. During, and, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to say uh, during now... During the pandemic, I've really shifted that to more virtual offerings. So I've been doing more virtual company happy hours and celebrations, birthday parties. I have a graduation party tonight. So just moving that to a virtual space. Okay. Well, that's amazing that you've been able to do that so quickly. Um, and your background is in education, right? I mean, you've been doing this. Yeah. So my background is really in public programming. So I've worked with museums and art galleries, after school programs, and yeah, the whole gamut of public programming and education. I loved reading all about you. It just like brought a smile to my face. One of the things you say on your website is that like you bring joy to people and you love, you know, bringing positivity and creativity. And I was just like that you can tell that right off the bat from looking at your website and looking at the work that you do. So um, first of all, thank you for doing that work because I don't think, well, now in COVID-19, I think people are hopefully beginning to understand, but I don't think it's really going to hit people until this summer that, you know, all the work that community organizers do for the community. I don't think people are really going to truly start missing that and understanding because they're still in like the, 
I'm at home, I'm watching a lot of TV, maybe we're doing online workouts and yoga, but like they haven't really thought about what a summer, for instance, like if you're a family and you have kids, there's no summer camp, there's no day camps, there's no programming. That's all stuff that everyone's going to realize they took advantage of before. So I love the work that you do. It's so important. Thank you. Um, I want to get into the the big question that you have, which is the million dollar question. We've been recording all of season two and every single person has obviously been impacted by COVID, but you are really the guest that I think COVID has really, really impacted because like your business, my business is in-person interactions. And so when I read your application, I was like, oh, this is the million dollar question. I cannot wait to help her. So what do you need help with? (laughs) So I I think, you know, Betterish, I really just got it off the ground literally like a year ago. This is like my first full year of really dedicating myself to it before it was really just a side project. And I've worked so hard to build it up as as this business doing hands-on participatory work. And um, now I'm at this, this space where I'm like, do where should I have direction, but I'm not sure where to focus my energy. Should I be focusing it on the pivot on these virtual offerings that I've been doing these virtual birthday parties and happy hours and really focus on that space? Or should I focus on, you know, my marketing PR, like just getting betterish out there in any capacity, or should I be developing the things I was developing before COVID? So I feel a bit scattered. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all do. So you're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) I also love, I'm just going to throw this out there on, um, when you were telling us about yourselves there, you know, we asked two questions. What are your worst traits? What are your best traits as an entrepreneur? And I just want to read yours because I think that everyone listening can relate. Um, Your best traits you said were that you're creative, flexible, adaptable, and open-minded, which are amazing traits to have as both a human and an entrepreneur. And then you said, and this one made me laugh, what are your worst traits? And you said, I can be scattered and not great at sticking to my own structures and routines, which literally is every creative author. I thought that was funny, <laughs> but also, you know, that's great that you, you know, your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, so let's get to that question. And really, I heard, really, I kind of heard a few different questions, um, in what you were just saying a minute ago. Um, the last one that you actually asked was, you know, do I keep moving forward as if this kind of isn't happening? So I'll move forward with my programming and, and then the next was, do I concentrate on marketing? Like, do, is this the time that I concentrate on my website, marketing, trying to get PR? And then the, the biggest one is, do I pivot and do I continue to pivot? And you already have, which is amazing. Um, there's so much. I can't wait to dive in. <laughs> so number one, I, I do not believe that this is going to go away this year. I personally, I mean, you know, we're already hearing that there are potential vaccines that are being tested. Um, I think I just heard that um, that the U.S. was going to invest in a company in England that's producing some sort of vaccine, but we don't know enough about it. So I personally think that 2020 
is kind of a write-off. It's not a write-off because you can take this time to pivot, improve, do the things that like as business owners, we all put off. But I think in the direct answer to should I keep creating my programming for in-person experiences, the answer to that is no. Okay. Right? Like for us at Unique Markets, we are not going to, and we just told all of our small small business owners this, in fact, yesterday, we are not going to do any markets for the rest of the year. Even if in December, in November, it seems like there are practices that are being put out, we gather thousands of people and I just don't think it is safe or healthy. So you're probably dealing with smaller groups, right? Right. Yes. Yes. So there may be ways for you to continue in the fall and winter potentially, but I'm going to be perfectly honest and say, I actually see a lot of interesting potential for you in online. And I think that next year, 2021 and beyond, you just like unique markets are going to be fine because then you're going to go back to doing all of the programming and the in-person stuff that you love so much. But in the meantime, I see huge opportunity for you. So I want to get into those opportunities with you now. Sounds good. (laughs) So I um, have looked at your website and I love the creativity. I love the design. You're using a really good template, which I like. And I'm going to share the screen right now. Um, But there is a lot that can be improved on. And don't worry, not, you know, not everyone comes from a place of web design yeah, <laughs> I came from. So um, I want to kind of try to understand a few things. So we're on the website right now. It's it's bright, it's colorful, it's creative, and it's very modern. And that in that it scrolls, it's like a parallax scrolling. So from side to side, there are beautiful, bright images. There's photography of you, which is great because it shows that you did a photo shoot just for this which I love. A lot of small business owners never get their photos taken, which is strange because they're like (laughs) the livelihood of the business. Um, But it's a little confusing to me. And the reason why it's confusing to me is I don't understand what you do when I first come to the website. So right when you come to your website on the homepage, the first impression is this block of text and it says, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be the best. It just... It's just about doing it better. This is a space that creatively encourages people to make better things, better relationships, and all around better days. Check out the offerings. And if I decide to keep scrolling, then I'll, I'll see more about you. I'll see the photography of you. I'll see your blog posts. I'll see lots more stuff. But on first impression, this is the only thing that people are going to see because you only have a few seconds to capture their attention. So they're either going to look at that and be captivated or not. And this is already a lot of text for for the average person to read. If If that had been one headline, easy to digest. But because it's three and then there's more writing, I think it's you've already lost people right there. And I want to make sure that on first impression to your homepage, you're captivating them to want to scroll and to want to click around. Okay. So... I also am confused by, I totally get it as a, as a mission, as a mantra, as kind of 
this text that describes what it is that you do and why, I think this is amazing. It needs to be on the page that's about me or about the work that I do, about us, whatever it is that you want to do. It's just that it's super confusing right when you get to the page because what I thought in my mind was, oh, okay, check out the offerings, which is the button. The thing is, when you click to check out the offerings, what I see is a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm now looking at eight different things. They're all very different. The photography is different. And, you know, one thing says make things. Another says meet people. Another section says see stuff. And what I can't figure out as just your average kind of human being visiting the website is, are these things that I can buy and purchase? Is this like a DIY blog? So it, it's another click. You know, so let's say the make things intrigues me. I do actually love all those pieces of paper and illustrations, by the way. It's a photo of lots of pieces of paper that she has clearly painted and illustrated and they're all bright and colorful. And I love this photo. It says make things from zines to printmaking, make your staff meeting, birthday party or holiday market better-ish with a hands-on creative product. So that pulled me in, but it means I still have to do another click. So at this point, I've gone from the homepage to this page and now another click. And every click that you make people do is a chance for them to get off the website. Like if this was a shopping website, most shopping websites, like you want to only be two clicks away from what you want as a as a consumer, if you're designing websites, ideally they're one click away. If they type in, I'm just, I don't know why I thought of J crew. It just popped into my head. <laughs> if someone types in jcrew.com, J crew knows that they need that person to be able to find sandals or nail polish or a sweater or a cardigan or something for their husband with just one click. So that's how you have to think about website architecture and navigation. You want people to be able to get to all this stuff with one click. So for me, the obvious thing is a drop-down navigation. Okay. Um, but more importantly, I click to the craft, to this section of great making zines for parties. And then, I'm, then I see a bunch more stuff. And it, so the reason I'm bringing this up is it just seems to be all over the place and a little confusing. I get that. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. It it, it makes sense and I can explain more in a bit, but keep going. (laughs) Correct. And I intuitively, because I really, really went deep down the rabbit hole with looking at your website and all the pages, I intuitively know why you did this. And I know because there's still other offerings, there's a blog, there's a shop. So upon first glance, As a business owner, to you, it makes sense. But what you now need to do is figure out the average consumer and how they surf things. It's not like this. So you're going to have to put some time and energy into figuring out, okay, how do I make this make sense and click in like a second for people? So first, the word offerings on the page, we're on the offerings page right now. And it says, here are some fun offerings. Again, to me, I don't know if that means these are things that you charge for. Are these just fun, free offerings? Is this a place that I can go and look for fun family projects for my kids? I'm not really sure because offerings is such a general word. So are these things that people pay for or are they free? Um, most, it's a combination of both is the thing. Yep. 
Um, and I think another thing to mention is a lot of this, it's like I entered basically the whole bottom row that you're seeing is basically all things that I've started during the pandemic. So it used to just really be, you know, the top four things, but I just like literally probably like three weeks ago, just added these things on the bottom. And I know it doesn't even look straight. (laughs) But, but I, so this is, this is what's interesting. So what she's talking about for all of those people listening to the podcast is there's a bottom row that is all, all the photography is red and white and all the graphic design is red and white. It is very cohesive and it makes a lot of sense. It's, um, meatful Mondays, virtual birthday parties and company happy hours, and then creative consulting. I love those offerings so much. What is confusing is that that is on the bottom. And what's on the top of that page is the make things, meet people, see stuff, create spaces. That's what's creating the confusion. So if I were you, I would have like company, you know, you have to figure out whether it's like company offerings, um, company sessions, um, or it's just all your virtual interactive, you know, opportunities go through and write words that pop out that make sense to you that describe what those things are. I love virtual because most people now that's a word that's been used over and over in the press currently too. So online or virtual. Um, but that to me is like a completely separate, that's its own page. Okay. Because these, this is an opportunity for you to make money and help bring like joy and creativity to companies and to people and, you know, perhaps a birthday party. This is really cool and really unique. And I don't know of other people doing this kind of work, which is really interesting. So I think that needs to be like, you need your own page for that. And after the pandemic, when you may go back to your old programming and old work, you simply just like delete this page then. If you know, if it doesn't serve you later, you delete something. But okay. currently, I believe that that should also be what is on your homepage. Okay. You should be talking about those things like right front and center. Okay. You know, just, just posing them as virtual offerings or virtual interactive somethings. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I really think there's something to the idea, like maybe you even at, on your homepage, we're looking at it right now on the screen. Maybe you just need to have big, bold lettering that says like, you know, like, let me bring joy and creativity to you and your company during the pandemic. Like something that is so, you don't want people to guess. Right. You don't want people to not be sure. And if you make a statement like that, and potentially if you have clients that have used your services, have them give you a one sentence review or a testimonial. And that should, you know, you scroll on the website and you see testimonial right there. If you've worked with any companies that are like recognizable, um, then you put their logo and say people that we've worked with and you have the logos. This is going to help companies everywhere be like, oh, this is really cool. People will forward your URL on to friends, to HR people, to senior managers. And then when they go to check you out, they're not going to have to search like through pages to be like, I don't quite understand what this is. Someone will have told them you should check this woman out. She's doing really cool stuff. And I think that, you know, in three weeks from now, we should do an online class with everyone. They're going to go to your homepage and see that all. 
Cool. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think I've kind of just been in this like holding space of like, is that, is this the direction I should go in? Is this, you know, like, is, right. is this it? And it, it does feel right. I will admit like some of the workshops, especially like the craft workshops were just like, kind of like safety things. I don't think they were like forcing me to grow in the way that I want to be growing. And I actually see a lot of these virtual opportunities allowing me to grow in new ways that I haven't before. That's amazing. I love that. So yeah, so I want to push you to keep doing these virtual yet still very interactive. Yeah. (laughs) It's so important for people's lives. And I think, you know, you getting out there through a better designed website is going to allow you to help many, many more people. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Constant Contact. This program is brought to you by Constant Contact, the online marketing platform that makes it easy to build your brand online. Whatever your marketing goals, Constant Contact has the tools and guidance to help small businesses power through any challenge. Constant Contact can get your business online in no time with an intelligent website builder, logo maker, branded email templates, and social marketing tools, just to name a few. Plus, they've got marketing experts who know your industry inside and out to help you if you get stuck. To get 30% off your first three months, visit www.constantcontact.com unique. That's constantcontact.com slash unique. Can I ask you a question connected to that, but it wasn't in my like initial <laughs> form. <laughs> of course. Um, I'm now also just grappling with like pricing of virtual things because it's like, I'm not coming in person to do these things. So yeah. how, how can that, like, I feel like I've, um, like these virtual company happy hours I've been doing for like a hundred dollars. And how do I make this fine? How do I make these virtual things financially sustainable? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's probably not a hundred (laughs) dollars. Even if whether you're in Colorado or Nebraska or California, that is not enough. (laughs) Um, So here's the thing. What would you normally charge? You have to think about the entire business model for when things go back to normal, right? And you don't want to lower, you don't want to get into a position of you lowering your costs so much that when you go back to then doing these in-person ones, which should be more expensive, people are like, oh, but wait a minute, we did it for only $100 and now you want to charge $500? Like, seems a little weird. So first of all, you need to figure out what your pricing is, what your normal pricing would be for in-person events. Then what you need to do, and a friend of mine is doing this very well right now. Um, Johnny Cupcakes has like a apparel line, but he, like me, makes a lot of his income by speaking around the country and doing like these in-person talks for corporations. So what he put out a little while ago on Instagram was really, really smart. And I want to share this information for everyone out there listening. He basically did a little like marketing campaign on Instagram where, you know, you scrolled through and it was, it was really cute, great design. And it basically told the story of like, Hey, do you and your company need like something different? Someone creative. Do you, do you think your employees need to be inspired right now? Hear about my entrepreneurial journey, which is what he always talks about. So he's doing exactly what he did before. 
But then he's saying, because there's no travel costs, there's no hotel accommodations, and it's less of my personal time, it's a lot cheaper. So you should act now, contact me and register for me to be a speaker. That is, I think, exactly what you need to do. You, sh- you should have the pricing, like not the pricing for what you would normally do, but you should work with these companies and say, when you're negotiating with them, you have already known what the price is for in-person normal events. So figure out what you can do virtually and then say, hey, just so you know, this is the actual cost of this, but because I don't have to travel and it's easy and we're all going to be able to log on, you basically save 50%. And then that's, you know, but they also know, like what you're showing them is that you understand business and you understand the value of a dollar. They're a business. They're trying to hire you. That shows them that you are someone who isn't just like an arts and crafts person. (laughs) You understand numbers and you're saying, hey, this used to be $500. I would love to be able to do it in person with you in the future. But right now, it's only $250 for one hour because I don't have travel costs. So you're saving money. And then as soon as people hear that, they're like, oh, wait a minute. It's on discount. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm making a note of that. Yeah. So I want you to push on your website that you do all of these virtual things. Because right now, all of the other stuff, all of the other offerings, I believe are mute, to be perfectly honest. They're going to bring in such small amounts of money for you that I think it's just frustrating. And you, you really have to put, make a conscious decision to decide to go with one or two things instead of five. Yes. Right? Yes. So the other place that I really see major potential for you is your shop. But, dun, 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 not in its current state. Yeah. (laughs) I know the shop is a hot mess, but let's dive into it. (laughs) Let's dive into it. So when I look at your navigation, um, like I've said so many times on this podcast, when I look at your navigation, it does not make sense to me. So You've got offerings, which again, I think is a confusing word. That is now going to be like virtual. You're going to brand it as something, right? Yes. Whatever that is. You've got the blog. Then you've got shop happenings, which is very similar to offerings, about and then connect. So what I want you to do is the things that make you money, those are the things that should be the first navigation buttons. Okay. So for you, that will be these virtual connections or virtual classes, workshops, and then shop. Your blog should be all the way to the right. Okay. <laughs> people, people read left, right. And so the most important place is on the very left-hand side. So let's click shop and we're going to see what we get. We are going to look at your shop page and here's the thing. In a pre-COVID world, all of this stuff would have, would have been great at markets and fairs, right? Because right. it's you that sells them. Someone comes up to your booth and I guarantee you, I already know, you would be smiling. You, your energy would be so great that people would be like, I don't know who this woman is, but I want to support her. Like, I'm just going to walk over to her. You know, like you've got those fabulous earrings on, the red glasses, the red <laughs> lipstick. Like it sets you apart. And so in person, I know that this stuff would be great and you'd actually make money. And what I'm looking at is 
like handmade zines. And they're really great ideas, like how to repot a plant. And then zines for kids in quarantine that are filled with you know, inspiration and activity. So I love the idea of these things. However, I'm going to give you this advice. <laughs> to me, it is way too crafty and DIY. Okay. And it's not that there's not a world for that. It's actually the world that I was born into. So I come from a very DIY roots, but we have to think about the time and the fact that nothing is in person anymore. You're not going to be able to charm and convince people to buy this and talk to them and they'll be like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they'll be flipping through it and, and then they purchase. When you come to a website, stuff like this does to me, and you know, granted, this is just my personal taste, it does start to look a little bit crafty, which is again, fine because a bunch of people are going to connect with this, but it's going to be hard for you to make money. And I want you to be able to sustain yourself through 2020 to get to 2021. That's the goal. Yes. What sparked my imagination when I read about you and you, like me, can do a thousand different things. Like someone would say, here's a bale of straw. I want you to make like furniture. I want you to make kids for toys. I want you to figure out how to, you know, you would be able to do that. But... I think that what we need to do is transfer those skills into, and this is the big drum roll moment because I'm so excited about this. I think you need to be doing boxes. Okay. (laughs) It's going to take a little bit more money and faith from you up front, but I really believe that is going to up the professionalism that people see when they go to the website. Um, And I think that it's actually going to be more fun and connect more with people. So what I mean by that is I envision people coming to your website, going to the shop page and seeing like a, 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 you know, an offering of boxes. And what I mean when I say that is I want someone to be able to like buy a plant box. I want someone to be able to buy something for their kids, a a big box where you've got three pairs of safety kid scissors, you've got embroidery thread for friendship bracelets and the zine that shows them how to make the bracelets. You've got, um, I don't know, you know, like all the different things that kids and adults could be doing, sit down and make something. That should all, all the materials and tools should be in a box. Like and a kit. Yes, like a kit. And then, and then the DIY instructions are there in a zine or it's like, a, you know, a great looking, and I know your aesthetic, you're going to do it great. It's going to look great. It's, it's going to say, you know, like visit this URL to watch the video and make, you know, watch and make something with me. And you could utilize YouTube or IGTV to do that too. So there are a number of different ways that you can show people the instructions, but I know that with your creativity, you're going to be, you'll handle that no problem. It's more about this box idea, which I don't know if you'd ever thought of before or not. I haven't thought about it. I mean, I've, I have for other places that I've worked for. (laughs) I should, I should back up. I I definitely have thought about it for like museums and shops and creative spaces that I've worked for, but I've never thought about doing it for better-ish. 
per yeah. se. Well, I believe that your brand should be that you are a leader and an expert in the DIY craft creativity movement. And that that means you are creating the whole kit, right? Okay. Yeah. And so again, it is some upfront cost because you have to buy those materials. Yes. But you buy them wholesale. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you put these boxes together. We've thought about it at Unique Markets. We've thought about doing stuff like this, but like we just like we have too many things. We have to focus. Um, same as you. But I think like if there was a friendship bracelet kit. Like if you think about this too, people aren't leaving their homes as much. People aren't going to stores as much. So even buying the materials for their kids to do projects this summer, like none of that's happening. So the idea that you have already put in like 10 different colors of the embroidery floss, you know, you've got this, or maybe it's a, um, what am I trying to say? Like needle and thread, you know? Um, Embroidery. Yes. Like embroidery or cross stitch. Maybe you use your great illustration skills to do some like sayings or just some great illustrations of fun things. You screen print those or print those on fabric, send them the fabric, the thread, the needles, and that round wooden thing to hold it. And like, that's a kit right there. Right. I guess I have been thinking about kits, but actually in a totally different way in terms of um, thinking more about like my impact was um, I was thinking about doing kits specifically for like universities. So I wanted to create like a betterish ambassador program at college universities that would be doing more of like the social bridging work that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know I've been thinking about it like in that sense, but I haven't like thought about it in like an everyday person shopping on my website sense. Yeah. Well, that's because none of your past life is going to exist for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, which is one of your original questions, like, do I keep programming for my normal, the normal things that I do? Do I move forward? You move forward, but in the future. So now I think it's really pushing these virtual workshops Um, and I just, I love that so much. The idea that you get to, cause you know, there's no barriers to like who you could touch. There are people in Canada who could hire you. There are people in Mexico that could hire you. There are companies all over the world that potentially you're saying like, look, I'm this expert. I have this background. This is what I do. And now during the pandemic, I am going to do this for you and your company and I'm going to bring you joy and people are going to feel invigorated and creative and yeah. So I want you to do that. And then I want you to build out the shop because I really think that you could, I don't see a lot of people doing stuff like that. And I think that it makes sense for you to do it because you have so many different talents that I know you'd be able to come up with like five amazing boxes, if not 10. Okay. And I guess my other question is around just like mailing the boxes, um, like figuring out, um, just figuring out that like, that's, that's just like a whole world that I've like never, like I'm so DIY. Like I did a crowdfunding campaign last year and for all my rewards, I literally was like hand stamping everything. (laughs) Like I'm so DIY. (laughs) Right. That's fine. And in fact, I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, Whoop, I've done the same thing. Uh, don't worry about it. 
you know, this is the time to educate yourself. Like this could be the thing where you're like, oh, wow, now I know all about working with UPS or FedEx or like USPS if you wanted. It's, it's pretty easy setting all that stuff up. You just have to take the half a day to research everything, set up the accounts, and then start to understand how to do it. And I'm going to throw this out there because um, I just had to call like a customer service 1-800 number the other day. And my husband was laughing at me. He was like, did I just hear you asking someone like if you should sell the stocks or not? And I was like, yeah. So basically, I like have started investing in stocks, but I actually don't know what I'm doing. So I needed to call the customer service because I was on the app and I was like, I don't know how to sell. Like I don't actually know how to get rid of something. (laughs) And so they had to take me through the steps and it was great, but that's what customer service is for. Right. So that's what you should do. It's not intimidating. Um, uline.com if you're not familiar with it, but you, I mean, Maybe you are, but the fact that you're writing it down means that you're probably not. I mean, I've heard it. I've, I've heard, I'm like, you mean the, keep going. <laughs> yeah. They, they're like the warehouse, like they just sell everything. So yeah. that's, that's where you'd be able to find potentially like the boxes that you would use um, okay. and where you would find the, the stuffing stuff that would go in them. Like, you know, cause you need to start researching all of that. Um, you know, you probably want to find some sort of like stickers to like, on the package or rubber stamp, you're probably would be great designing <laughs> and getting a rubber stamp made that would be like your logo, like the betterish logo and maybe the address, the return address. I already have it, but yes. <laughs> there you go. You've already got it. So you just need to research and I it's definitely gonna take a couple days total of your time to sit down and research just the shipping, the packaging, and then probably another couple days to like brainstorm on a wall with pieces of paper, like what different boxes could be and maybe ask your friends um, or, you know, ask a few families that, you know, like, Hey, so you have kids, you're going to be stuck at home this summer. Like what would compel, like, does this box do it? Would you buy any of these? Um, And kind of try to get some information from people and then move forward. Okay. So some betterish boxes. Yes. Oh, the betterish <laughs> box. It has a ring to it already. <laughs> it yeah. really does. And I mean, listen, like we're ready to promote. Like, well, I'm excited because every guest this season, I feel like I also want to do like follow ups and, yeah. you know, be able to put on the Unique Markets Instagram, like, hey, this is betterish. This is this company that we helped on our podcast, like, create these products and you should order them for this September or, you know, like it would be very exciting to see it come to fruition. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely be keeping you posted. So stay tuned. Yeah. Um, so those are, those were some of like the things that I really wanted to mention was that I just, I love how creative you are and that it is confusing because you do have two different, like me, like I have a business but I also do consulting and talking. So there is an expertise within you that is valuable. And then there's also an expertise that you can apply to a product that people can purchase that's valuable, I think. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, no, this has like been very like clarifying. Cause like I said, I think I've just been in this like holding space of like, should I go like hundred percent all in on this like virtual thing? And I'm feeling like that is definitely the route I should be going right now. And like I said, the other stuff, I can't even say I was like that excited about anymore. It was just like a comfort zone thing. Of course. So you, and you were probably like, it was making you some money. So then you're like, okay, I'll keep doing it. This is what we as human beings do. We just kind of like go along with it, even though like it at some point starts to feel like, I don't know if I'm inspired by this anymore, but you just keep doing it because it's easy and it's putting money in your bank account. But I think that you are going to pivot and you're going to see a huge up, uptake in people hiring you and then the shop, if you do the shop. Should I be investing in like marketing for some of these, like all these virtual things have just been like word of mouth or I posted on social media. Should I be like paying to like, even just like boost a post about around my virtual offerings? Right. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't love boosted posts. I just don't think they're as impactful and effective. Um, but online marketing and spending some dollars? Absolutely. So what I want to see, and I'm going to share the screen right now because I'm on your Instagram account. So what I would love to see is you've got a lot of great photography. I love all the photography. It's very colorful and very like it just exudes joy and happiness and creativity. It's great. Um, But I think in order to be taken seriously, what you need to do is implement a social media strategy. And in the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to do because we only have a few minutes left. So (laughs) get ready. Okay. Got my pen ready. Here we go. (laughs) So what you need to do is think strategically about your grid and how it fits together. And I I hate that this is what Instagram is, but it is, and it's a game they've set the stage and we have to play by the rules. Otherwise it, it doesn't serve us. Right. Right. So when people hear about you and they go to at betterish and they scroll really quickly, again, you have 1.5 seconds about to make an impression. Um, it looks great for me personally, as someone who knows you and really, really likes you and wants to support you to someone in a corporate setting which I just want to point out, those people are very different from you and I. (laughs) I You know, I used to be one. I think you did too. Uh, Their viewpoint is very different. So what they need to see, and, you know, I'm not saying you have to change. What I'm saying is you just need to tweak a few little things to be playing the game a little bit better. I don't want you to change who you are or what it is that you're putting out into the world. You're helping, you're in fact going to be helping people understand what you do and what you put out into the world. So um, the use of quotes, I like that occasionally when I scroll, I see you doing quotes. What I mean by creating a kind of style guide and a social media strategy is I want you to collect like 50 quotes and that's not hard. 50 quotes that you love that inspire creativity, encourage people, help people get through their day, bring joy to people, whoever you want, whether it's from like Cardi B or, you know, the Pope, like (laughs) it could, cause you know, it could be from anyone, but these quotes that somehow connect with you, 
And I want you to create all of them in a style that is the same. So they all look the same, whether that's that you're hand lettering them and they're always in that um, kind of a peach background, which just seems to be your colorway, peach and navy blue. Yes. Or maybe it's that you just use an app like Word Swag and you're typing the quotes in, but you're always using a background that you've designed like a pattern. Whatever it is, they all need to look the same because there's consistency there and people like consistency. Okay. That's it good also, to know. Yeah. And it just ups your... it. it makes people understand that you are a brand and that you actually know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The time to create a tone and a look and a color and a type and all of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I want you to do 50 is because I want you to do all the hard work up front in like one day, take eight hours and do this. And then you're able to like every six or seven posts, do a quote. Okay. This is regular. Every six posts like clockwork, there's a quote or every eight, whatever you want that number to be. But that then when people are scrolling the feed, they see the same things over and over again. And they're like, oh, I like this. Oh, I like, what is this? You know, who is this person? So that needs to happen. But then also what you need to do is I think that you need to start posting photos that get across the fact that you are an expert and that you do these virtual you know, workshops and that you also have these boxes. And so when you think about photography, it does mean that you're going to have to create some assets, which means you're going to have to take photos of things, including yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you already do that, which is great, which is great. Um, you're just going to need to plan some new photo shoots. So plan photo shoots where you're making sure to get like at least 20 great different photos of yourself because Again, I'm going to ask you that every seven or eight posts, you post a photo of yourself. So people are going to consistently see you. They're going to consistently see inspirational, fun quotes. And then in between those things, I think you need to have photography that, again, kind of gives across the idea of what you're doing. So if it's a a bird's eye view or a top-down photo, as I would normally refer to it, of um, you know a desk with watercolors on it, but a blank page, like that's a great post for you because you're like, let me help you and your company like fill pages with creativity and color. Think of, think of things that way. Like how can you show, you know, or you take, you find, and I love Upsplash, which is a website that features free royalty, free, really beautiful photography from photographers all around the world who have, Um, decided to, you know, provide like 20 free photos. Um, You know, you could find really boring, terrible photos of like boardrooms and like post those, but put your illustration style on top of it saying like, you know, like don't be boring, be creative. Or I just want you to be more creative, but with intention. Right. Yeah. Right. Showing more of like what I'm actually doing. Yes, exactly. Um, and when you show that intention in your feed with the types of colors that people see within the photography over and over again, and the quotes, fun photos of you, um, it starts to become something that people look forward to. Because again, like consistency is a real thing. It's psychological. Martha Stewart, I, I always say this, Martha Stewart has a very like cold, hard personality. (laughs) 
she should have never been popular on daytime TV, but consistency. You put someone on the air every single day, five days a week at the same time. And slowly audiences are like, oh my God, I love this woman. It's consistency that does that. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like I played with consistency at one point, like maybe, yeah, like last year. And then I just like, I couldn't keep to it. It's like my creative, like, I know inside was like, you know? <laughs> it is hard. I get it. And like on my personal Instagram, like I do not follow any of the rules and I would probably have hundreds of thousands of followers right now if I did that. But personally, I'm like, I can't do it, but business, like you, you've got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to like that reinforcement is really good for me to hear. So, (laughs) and if you ever get to that point again, where you're having like a creative block and you're just like, Oh my God, the last thing I want to do is think about this Instagram account. I highly encourage everyone out there to just like go to Upwork and find a, you know, a freelance social media manager, or I'm sure you yourself know so many amazing graphic designers and web designers hire someone we do this at Unique all the time. We have an amazing designer, Katie, and she's based in Ohio. Like she's not in Los Angeles. And, you know, I'll say like, we need 25 social media posts. Like, and then she'll get them done. She turns them in and then we have a backlog. So when we just get like pressured or we don't have time or we're just sick of doing social media, we take from the ones that she's designed for us. That's awesome. You know, you can always hire out and help, help other creatives thrive too. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like I I know a lot of amazing people who are good at that. So yeah, there you go. Well, it's been so good talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me and sharing your wisdom. This has been amazing. Of course. Well, we will be in touch. Today's top takeaways are number one, time waits for no one. In just two seconds, a person has to understand very clearly what it is that you do. That's it. So with just one image or one line of text, you have to say what you make, what you create, or what it is that you do. Visit your own homepage and social media accounts to see if you and your brand pass the test. Number two, in person now needs to be online. If your business thrived because of in-person markets or gatherings or workshops, you need to figure out how to translate your talent and or products online and ASAP. And number three, try kits and pre-filled boxes. Because everyone is inside and not really going out to shop, get supplies, or buy gifts, Perhaps you should start to bunch products together in curated boxes, not only increasing your number of items sold per transaction, but also increasing the average dollar amount spent in a box and DIY kits for people, enabling them to still get a hands-on experience with you, just not actually with you. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five, once again, that's five star rating, and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's S-O-N-J-A. 
R-A-S-U-L-A, and you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.